Welcome to Hard Talk, a podcast that looks at how we use technology and specifically ICTs in our daily professional and personal lives. Be it technological advancement in the transport industry, the revolution caused by the mobile phone, I also cover the disruption it is causing in the food and also the building industry. I'm your host, Robert Yawe, an ICT practitioner with over 30 years experience. I'm sure many of you have been through this, standing at entrances to buildings, ready to be given access as you try to go through the security checkups. This has become the norm in Nairobi and most parts of Kenya. You could think of it as something highly commendable as they believe that they are actually creating security for the building. A history to this, where did this all begin? A few years ago, around 2011, 2012, the Kenyan army moved into Somalia to quell the insurgents from a terrorist group called Al-Shabaab. After this happened, we got into a heightened security status as a country, trying to find all ways to prevent attacks. So back to the queue. Here I am standing in the queue, trying to get into the building, when an army of women carrying sanitary pad boxes walks right past us with no one checking what they were carrying. And the question to me was, what if what they were carrying was something that could cause harm? Right now, from what I've said, this narration could go in various directions. But you ask yourself, how exactly would this security man be able to identify somebody who is there to cause harm? Many a times we assume that for you to cause harm, you must sneak something into the building. Yet if you look back at the attack on the American embassy in Nairobi, the vehicle that carried the explosives didn't even get into the building. The explosion happened outside, demolishing most of the American embassy and completely flattening one of the buildings next. The question becomes, can you really detect an insurgent by just looking at it? AVTech is a leading systems integrator that provides environmental monitoring for your data center, server rooms, and even cold storage facilities. We are inspiring imagination. We are striving for innovation. Together, we are advancing world-class integration. These products are available in Kenya from Synaptic Solutions. AVTech, IT and facilities environment monitoring made easy. You must be wondering, what does this have to do with a podcast on technology? We do the same thing with our IT security. We assume that the only person who can attack will be coming in through an internet connection. Yet within the organization, you allow people to walk in with high-capacity flash disks physical hard drives, and at times even allowing your own staff to carry out sensitive company data on their laptops as they go home or go to work off cyber cafes and uh, public areas. It's a clear reflection that our appreciation of security in the physical space is exactly the same as in cyberspace. When I look at the scenario of the Ascari standing at an entrance with what I prefer to call electronic rowing pads, which beep whether you have something metallic or not, says a lot about how we try to solve problems. We refuse to analyze them. We refuse to fully appreciate what kind of problem are we trying to prevent from happening. Even though I wrote this article in 2011, the scenario continues to remain the same. More recently, we had the attack on the Ducid Hotel. If we look at how the attack took place, the insurgents drove up to the security gate and then they threw in explosives, which blew up a couple of vehicles, and the security men all scattered. 
After that, they just drove through the barrier, got in and caused mayhem for almost three days. If that is the modus operandi, how then do we think that having somebody write down car registrations at a gate would be able to prevent a similar outcome? In the technology field more recently, one of the government agencies got hacked. And how was this done? Someone walked into a building with a laptop, found a cabinet with a power socket, powered up their laptop from there, then connected to an active network port, which was right outside the cabinet. After that, they walked out and were able to get access into the building unhindered. So when I walk into a building and they ask me if I'm carrying a laptop and they want to know the serial number, the age of the laptop. But when I'm leaving, nobody checks if I left with the laptop I came in. So the question becomes, are we so obsessed with what can come in that we have forgotten that what's important is what is living? An organization's ability to continue as a going concern has very little to do with whether the building they operate in is destroyed or not. Most of it is based on who is having access to their data. Data is the new oil, has been said hundreds of times, but yet we don't treat it like that. We seem to treat access into the physical space as more important to the security and the continued business of an organization rather than what flows without leaving a mark. So you go to the extent of how can you really deal with this? Out there, there are enough tools that allow you to make sure that no data leaves the organization without you knowing that it has left. You can tag everything sitting in your data. To the extent that today you have applications that will follow your data out of the organization and based on a preset condition, destroy the information as if it was in a James Bond movie. Are we thinking of this as ways to secure our data? Or as our organizations obsessed with putting in more Ascaris at the gate than dealing with the insurgent who will come in without the need to carry out anything physically? At times I've worked with organizations where you walk in and because you are doing something on their systems, they created an account for you in the system. I would then show up six months later, a year later, or even two years later, and find that the account that I was using is still active the password is still valid, and all the rights are still available. What does that tell me about our culture of security when it comes to our internal systems? It's as good as non-existent, at least in 90% of organizations. And even the 10% who pretend to have high levels of security, I can assure you the lapses are glaring when you look at the system much closely. But the perception, just like the Ascari standing at the gate, are the same. Internally, we know very well we are clueless about whether those actions will be able to prevent somebody from getting away with what is more critical to the business, which is usually its data. So you ask yourself, are there solutions to this? We do discuss a lot about cloud computing and the rest. Why is this the best option to go for? When you think of China, China has what most people in technology keep screaming about, is the national firewall. To me, cyber attacks are likely to be what would bring down a country than physical attacks by a mounted military. So as a nation, do we have a culture of protecting our borders, both from cyber attacks as we do from physical attacks? In my opinion, no, we don't. When an organization tries to hire four or five cybersecurity experts to try and defend them against 500 or 1,000 cyber attackers sitting across the world, with nothing else to do but to try and crack into your system, tells you that this is actually a futile act. We need to put together a common front against cyber attackers. Organizations need to realize that cybersecurity on your own cannot be a competitive advantage. One, because you will never be effective enough to stop people who do nothing else every day but try and find cracks through your system.
Synaptic Solutions is an ICT company dedicated to enabling infrastructure visibility. We provide smart monitoring of your data facilities by implementing intelligent environment monitoring systems. For more, contact us on plus 254-7294-83385 or email us on smartdatacenter at synaptic.co.ke. Synaptic, spelt S-Y-N-A-P-T-E-C-H. Synaptic Solutions. Enabling infrastructure visibility. I will conclude this podcast with a few questions for you. Back to our false sense of security. With increased security rituals, I have these questions. And what I mean by the rituals is you walk in, somebody taps you on the side, fills your pockets, and you wonder, what exactly do they think you're bringing into the building that needs to be stopped? So back to the questions. Do our guards know how a bomb looks like? I don't. And I would like to believe I have a better exposure to getting to know than they would. Are all explosives metallic? Because all they have are metallic metal detectors. So is it possible that I could actually have an explosive that is not metallic? From my little research online, most explosives are made up of traditional fertilizer. Fertilizer is not metallic. The other one is how they, their scurries go through your car, opening your boot, checking under the vehicle. No one ever looks inside my bonnet. I wonder why. It makes me wonder, how big exactly is an explosive? Do I need a 40-foot truck to bring in an explosive? Can an explosive sit under the seat of my car? Or even more importantly, isn't my car an explosive? I'll be carrying 20 liters, 50 liters, 100 liters of fuel. Isn't that sufficient to cause a disruptive explosion, depending on what my objective is? So as we continue with this false sense of security, let's make sure we don't extend it to cyberspace. Let's learn to be more proactive and ask ourselves, why exactly would somebody want to hack into your system? Would it be to destabilize your organization by DDoS-type attacks? Or is it to collect information that allows them to compete with you in the market? If it's the latter, then none of what you're doing is likely to stop it. It's time to ask ourselves, should we move away from symbolic acts to acts that will really protect the business from an attack? This podcast is hosted by Robert Yahweh and the content is based on articles written on the monthly magazine CIO East Africa. Production is done by Acute Media. 